How you doing folks and welcome back to another episode of the podcast with me Darren Morgan so today I kind of wanted to jump on and I tried to jump on right after the Subtree Marathon and uh, it didn't really work out uh, I was still trying to kind of basically untangle everything that happened uh, so I thought it'd be best to give it a few days and get back into the full kind of routine and the full swing of things before I did a podcast really on this and just a kind of full disclaimer uh, this isn't oh how I would do a subtree marathon it's how I well it's this isn't how would you do a subtree marathon what's the best way for you to do a subtree marathon it's the best way that I've done it and my approach to it Um, I'm not a running coach I'm not a qualified running coach Um, so everything that I say and Everything that I'm about to say, it, it kind of has to be taken with a pinch of salt because my training is different and uh, everyone's training is different. So if you kind of approach it like that, it's um, it, it will work for you. But hopefully some of the things that I say and some of the pointers that I give will resonate and connect with you and you can apply that to your own um, training and obviously your own goals if you have that goal of getting uh, a sub-tree marathon. So just to kind of touch on, I have a few points here. Uh, So one thing when you're setting goals and things like that is to kind of put it in perspective of the body of work that you've already put in before that. So, you know, I've had a fairly extensive body of work with um, running across mountains for 60-odd, 70K, 100K race across Dublin, uh, 60K ultra across Dublin, um, a marathon around the track, etc. So that body of work was cu- put in, the parameters of my mindset and pushing myself, that was put in beforehand and all the training towards them things were put in. So in terms of this event, I did have a good body of work behind it. I wasn't just going in fresh uh, straight off the off the bat. Um, and kind of just following on from that then, I think a lot of times... You need someone to plant the seed for you. And really planting the seed is, you know, when someone says, geez, I'd love to do a a sub-tree marathon or, you know, and and how that happened is getting people around me that were so much better than me. So, for example, Shane Fitzgerald, Anthony Brady, um, Kenneth O'Driscoll, Luke Parnell, just to name a few runners that I've run with. And they were so much better than me and it always allowed me to strive for more and they would always be around them circles. It would be, you know, what's next and what's the next goal. Um, And a lot of them would talk about sub-tree marathons and it really got me going and got me thinking and I was saying, Jesus, that's, you know, when we achieve something together, we were saying, what's the next thing? And the next thing was a sub-tree marathon. And that was the seed that was planted within me. And it from there, it just kind of took legs and took legs. And then, you know, it, it, it was actually a very opportunistic thing that happened. You know, Dara texted me and said, would you like to pace the marathon? And I kind of thought, Jesus, would I be able to pace a sub-tree when I'm not even, you know... <laughs> I've never even run a sub-tree before. 
Um, and usually I'd say yes to everything. I said yes to the race, but I said to him, Dara, I don't think I can, uh, you know, pace a sub three. It's not fair on other people. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, but then my mindset kind of changed when I got into that race kind of mode. Um, I had to believe that I could do it, and I truly did. And, you know, there's doubts in your in your mind as well that you're not going to do it. Um, but you have to have that confidence and I'm just going to go into basically look I, I told you my body work and all that beforehand but now say this is race week yeah so a week before race week um, I was still going to the track I was still doing my swims I was still doing my routine but I was gradually decreasing it so if you haven't listened to it uh, I would recommend you to go back to the taper uh, episode so it's basically the easing off of your training in order for you to perform at the most effective level so think of yourself as a curve you're coming down with that curve and then you're coming back up nice and gently you're not just flatlining that curve you want it to come it down and come up very gently so for example i trained for the whole week monday to friday and um, you know it wasn't flat out training it was nice steady but it was still was putting in a few miles on the legs every day on the track then swimming cycling doing my usual kind of routine that i would usually do then on the saturday i took a day i would call it a do less day and as well i actually stole that from killian bonner a great guy um, so basically the human body should never be inactive for 24 hours and I even think before these races some people they just sit around and do nothing and they do loads of eating and drinking and you know that's good because you need to refuel your body but you don't need to just do nothing so what I done was you know I went out went for a swim uh, did a bit of yoga on the beach bit of stretching went for a bit of a walk then in the evening um, just kind of get myself in the zone cooked up a lovely dinner and just pile loads and loads of water into me and that's another thing your nutrition is really really important and um, the day before is more important than the day of uh, your race and it was an early race so that made it more even more important and like I was saying going back into that routine my routine is that I don't eat till 12 in the day and I train on that as well so the race started at 7 uh, and obviously sub 3 so I was going to finish at about 10 so I knew the fuel from the night before was going to fuel my run and that's what you have to kind of look at it the food as this is fuel so what's going to fuel me so I had to make a really calorie dense but nutritious and healthy meal so that was a traditional carbonara homemade pasta broccoli getting vitamins minerals in and then milling it out with salt so salt is so important and electrolytes so and to try and get that from natural sources is really really important because the day before a race what you want to be doing is taking on as much water as you can and especially this race was very warm so i had to jesus put away i'd say it was about six liters maybe but when you when you do that in the process of doing that you're pissing a lot and you're pissing a lot of your salts out so you have to replace them salts so i like to do it mainly in my cooking so put loads and loads of salt on my food 
rather than taking something like a Delore light or uh, salt tablets and things like that. I just think I prefer the natural way and when it is needed, really needed, then I'll take the salt tablets, I'll take different things. Um, so that's one thing I'd say. The day before, you need to nail your nutrition and your water. Bang on. And not even the day before, the week before, two weeks before, three weeks before, consistently with that. Um, and then you won't say, oh, just a week beforehand, I have to really nail, just be mindful. Then all you have to be is mindful. Because if when, when you're nailing your nutrition, your water, and your salt in your training weeks and your training blocks, then race week won't be, it's just the same. You know what I mean? People, you know they change it up because it's the week before race don't you know just be more mindful of it and obviously the day before have a little bit more water if it's going to be really warm and things like that uh, and just be mindful of it and so just kind of going into the day of the race so i got up at five o'clock in the morning it was tough now like even getting to sleep at the heat was um barbaric and just sweating all night going to the toilet all night but usually before events i don't really get to that much sleep you know Uh, it's the sleep the week leading up yeah the two weeks leading up to it like i said with the nutrition water salt that really makes the difference what you're doing consistently and them little things will lead to the big things so the day of the race, I got up at five, um, and what I usually do before a race is I have a coffee and a banana. So a coffee kind of clears out my system. Say, on a sub-tree marathon, there's not even time to take a piss or have a shit. So, <laughs> look, I'm going to be as vulgar as possible. This happens. Um, so you need to relieve yourself before that. So a coffee is quite good for that. And also you get a nice bit of a kick off a coffee. Um, Well, I do anyway. And then a banana kind of plugs your system. So I'll have the banana after that. So that stops you from um, relieving yourself again. And then try and get as much, try and piss as much before the race as you can. Because uh, you can't stop. Honestly, you just can't. With a sub three hour marathon, you can't stop for a piss, you know. It just, it won't work. <laughs> um, so, yeah that I got there, everything ticked off, my usual thing, and as well, I actually cycled to the race, so I cycled 10k to where the race was started, and people think, gee, what, my parents were even saying, why are you cycling to it, you'll be, you'll be fatigued, and it's got all going back to that thing, what I'm used to, Every time I go for a run, every time I do a training session, I cycle to it, so my body is used to doing that, it's like a warm-up, I cycle to it, do a bit of stretching, do it, so there's no different than the marathon, I cycle to it, lock up my bike, and then do my run, and it was absolutely no different, and it was perfect for me, it worked out grand, um, so what I think is, when you're training, what's, what are you used to, don't change it up on the day, you know what I mean, if you cycle to training, uh, you know, if you walk to training, you know, where possible, get a little walk in before the before the run or get a warm up in uh, before the run and do a few stretches whatever stretches that you feel are appropriate to you and that you do before don't do anything new 
what do you do before your training sessions and then go for the race so look starting off the race it started at seven o'clock in the morning uh, it was funny actually because we went the wrong way first so the first kilometer was actually ran at a 355 pace per kilometer so that was <laughs> very very fast and i was thinking jesus will we be able to sustain this but we got into it nicely and then we went up around by Kulak and then all the way down, like by the Artane roundabout, all the way down to, all the way down to Fairview, Fairview into the IFSC, and um, and then all along down the IFSC where the Samuel Becker Bridge, then down to East Wall, East Wall all the way down to. Clontarf all the way down the coast road to Sutton Cross. Now Sutton Cross, that was where the half marathon there. It was nice, it was easy, it was wasn't too warm. We were running at a lovely pace. Nothing nothing major happening there. And then as we started getting through um we started getting through kind of um Port Marnock, Baldoyle, Malahide, then it's started to kind of change because the pacers dropped off and so i was kind of on my own then and a few others that i was running with dropped off and and it was great then because two of my friends shane and anthony were following me on the bike so they really kind of got me going again when i was running through malahide because uh, i lost a few seconds with the hills and traffic lights and things like that and that, that's another thing you know on the day and um, ideally you you do when you're trying to do a sub three hour marathon you you don't want to be navigating traffic lights and cars and you know you never know but um we, the majority of the lights we got were green lights so it was, it was amazing in that way but there was a few times i had to sprint past uh junctions and things like that so uh, it was a bit mad in that sense um actually by claire hall there i don't know if he um big massive junction there the, the lights turned i just had to absolutely belt belt on and you can see it on my strava where i've just hit a mad pace for a little second but uh yeah it was it, it was still enjoyable the whole way you know and it was a route that I harp back onto this all the time that I visualised uh, so much um, because I've done a lot of that route. So I can tell you with my eyes closed everywhere we ran. And I could, even before that, I ran it. Like, I ran that route through my mind, I'd say the whole week before that event. I ran it so many times. So then when I was running that event, it was familiar. It wasn't unfamiliar. It wasn't a you know, oh Jesus, um, I don't know where I'm going here, I knew exactly where I was going, I knew exactly everywhere, and I was like, geez, this is familiar, and it really reinforced, for me anyway, the power of visualisation, and how important it is, because I visualised um, getting that 2.58 um, time as well, you know, I really, really visualised that a lot, and even... I sent it on to my girlfriend right before the race. I just sent her on 2.58. Um, and another one of my friends actually said to me, uh, Frankie Tate, he said, 
258 that's going to be your time you know so there was just a lot of things uh that were that were kind of working in that favor so i really do think the power of visualization and really really knowing the route and then another recommendation that i'd give is obviously to have your watch on you but to really really be mindful of staying below or just at a 415 minute pace that's the most important thing with a sub three uh, marathon you stay just at or below um a 415 pace now i had some paces like the 355 and the other things so i banked a few s- seconds there so you can do that um and i know i had one 420 or 430 down by Balgriffin cemetery and them 355s and the other things kind of added up and helped me in that way so you can do that but overall you want to be going steady uh, at a, like a 415 pace to get your your sub tree that's that's one of the main things um but then all the little things uh around that your nutrition your sleep etc your training that they all contribute of course you know um so yeah just harping back into knowing the route so much it's uh, it's really important you know because i've i've ran that a few, sections of it obviously hadn't ran the whole thing but i ran it through my mind so many times and i ran sections of it um you know so it wasn't abnormal i knew pretty much all every pothole i knew like oh this gate here if we run through that it'll stop me a few seconds you know so just down sometimes you have to be meticulous you know um if that even means cycling the route do it you know and then you have that route in your head and you just visualize that visualize that in your training and it, it makes a massive difference honestly and you know the most important thing is to believe as well you know Jerry Redmond texts me and he's a absolutely amazing guy and he just said like it'll be tough <laughs> it'll be earned uh, but you just have to believe it and get it you know and uh, that's what I took on board and I really really strive to do that um, and look at the end of the day there is elements of luck there because I was running through traffic lights and I was running through other things and something could have came up in my way you know injuries anything could have come up and I wouldn't have been able to do it um, so you, you need to kind of think you know you need all these things and then you need a little bit of luck on your side as well Um to be able to do it so that that's kind of the recap of the whole run i just think it was an absolutely amazing day uh run by open out fitness um i'd like to say thanks a million to dara and all the team at open out fitness who uh put on such an amazing event at, at a time when not much is going on so it's great to kind of you know get an event and get something in um so I was absolutely buzzing that that was going and the community at the end and just running through at the end was was great. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to thank everyone for that and anyone involved and thanks a million for the lovely messages. And look, if you want to send me on a message or anything, if you're looking to you know, do your own thing, I'm no running coach, but I can definitely give my own opinion like I've have, had here. Um, so don't hesitate to do that and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks a minute.